0: Welcome back to another episode of Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with the latest news, reviews, speculation, concerning Marvel films and TV shows. It's the usual crew today. We got Adam, we've got Rhiannon, we've got me, I'm Caleb, and we're back. glad to be back with you guys on another wonderful week of Marvelness. How are you guys doing?
1: Awesome.
2: Good, how are you? I was going to say this episode is brought to you by Diet Coke, um, but I just covered the logo with tape. Cause that check hasn't cleared yet, so. Um,
1: they didn't even send you three cases of Diet Coke. That's what I was like. What the heck, man?
2: They didn't send me any cases. No. Hey,
0: actually, this no could I, this could be sponsored by the Chicken Nugget Company? So, is the new Coke from Stranger Things actually going to hit stores, or was that like you have to like order it online?
2: That's a good question.
0: Because I checked my grocery store like eight thousand times, and it's um,
2: not have, I, I think it's the old Coke formula, right? Or it's the, the I don't know, I, I wasn't alive when they did the New Coke thing in
0: 1984.
1: And is it actually the New Coke formula?
0: So, it is the New Coke formula, I believe, Rhiannon.
1: So, New Coke had a different formula, so the New Coke formula would be the new, the, the old New Coke f- formula.
0: Correct. I think and that's I right. And I was
1: alive then, but I don't remember what it tastes like.
0: That's a great story if you've never, like, researched it, because... Basically, what happened there is they did all of their due diligence and every taste test by everyone ever, even the people that, like, they even did taste tests with people ultimately that, like, closed down the new Coke. Everyone liked the new Coke better. It was purely the nostalgia and don't change it that caused people to not like it. Weird. Which is just a great sign of how people like what they like and they don't want change. And so no matter no matter how much more they enjoy it, they will drink something they like less as long as it's in a can that makes them feel comfortable and familiar.
1: I don't know. My grandma used to always say that Coca-Cola has never been the same since they stopped putting cocaine in it. I can believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Speaking of. And then after she died, I actually looked it up, and like they stopped putting cocaine in it before she was even born. So, Grandma was also a big old liar.
0: So, were there babies that were crack babies just because their moms were drinking Coca-Cola?
1: No, it was a tiny trace amount. Oh, it was it was like imperceptibly. I said that (laughs) disappointed, like oh, man. Not (laughs) enough. Man, I was hoping there were crack babies. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So tonight's podcast is going to be way on point, everybody.
0: Um, So we should get into the news. Uh, It's a little hard to filter through because Avengers Endgame came out on digital. And so there is a whole lot of articles that are just people telling us what's on the DVD. But one of the cool things that I think is worth us talking about is they did animated versions of the fake scripts from Avengers Endgame. And Avengers Infinity War. Have you guys seen these? And what would you think about them? I
1: have not. We are
2: so not on the ball. I did. I have watched it digitally twice so far.
0: Basically, these scripts were just every time someone died, they didn't die. So it's like when they went to kill Loki, Loki escaped in an escape pod. When they went to kill Gamora, she didn't really die. Instead of beheading Thanos, they don't behead Thanos. Uh, it, the most interesting one was Vision got turned into like Android Vision in a fake script like when the stone came out he kept functioning as a robot which we thought might actually happen so
2: did, did they already release What If? like is this the backdoor pilot to What If or what?
0: I hope I don't love the animation it's a little well it's, it's too goofy like they made it to be fun and goofy it's pretty obvious to me it's I would be disappointed if this is what the animation looks like but there have been rumors this week that Marvel is casting a transgendered woman for a role in an upcoming phase four project which has gotten the speculation going a lot of people think it might be Sarah which is a character I don't know apparently it's from the uh, Angela comics Adam do you know who this character is or have any thoughts about this story?
2: i have no idea about anything you just said um <laughs> i did not know that for okay so repeat for what eternals or for thor so if they didn't say Anna?
0: what it's like another one of these movie like um so oh, you're
2: talking about the casting grid or, or whatever it is it says untitled
0: marvel project um i don't know it says character's code name jessica A trans woman actress of any ethnicity in 20s to 30s. And a lot of people are saying Sarah from uh, the Angela comics, which Angela was like an old image comic that Marvel somehow got a hold of. So it would be probably Thor, Love, and Thunder then.
1: Or it
2: it could be anything. But, yeah. Huh. Cool. I suppose I don't have anything. The the thing with casting breakdown, they're so... um, They've totally changed up the game you know i mean these scoops these scoopers these scoop websites were able to get pretty close um previously right and they totally upended the whole scoop game by um putting virtually nothing in the casting breakdowns these casting breakdowns they could either be um for a character as big as shang chi or they could be you know a maria hill in far from home who has two lines the whole movie
0: Um, that's kind of the state. So blame it all on the scoopers. It's all your fault, Charles Murphy. Rhiannon, do you have any thoughts on this generally?
1: Um, I mean, man, they are ticking the boxes, aren't they? Just going in every direction that they can. And that's pretty cool. We'll see how it goes. I mean, but no, I don't have strong, strong thoughts.
0: Yeah, it is. I I think just along those lines, though, to continue that thought a little bit, like, People fussed at them a lot after Phase One about, oh, all that we have is a bunch of white guys named Chris, and like that the MCU was so lacking in diversity. And I think that there was fair criticisms there. Uh, Phase Four, it seems like Marvel is falling over themselves, and it's so interesting to see like the Rorschach test of how people feel about it. Like some people are like. Oh, finally, Marvel is kind of getting woke and finally trying to deal with these issues. And other people are like, Marvel's succumbing to all the SJWs and they're ruining the MCU by force fitting all this stuff in. And I don't think we should be surprised that we have that culture war because we have that culture war about everything from like Little Mermaid to presidential candidates or whatever. But it's still interesting to me just how few craps. Kevin Smith Kevin Smith Kevin Feige seems to give about this I mean,
1: Kevin Smith too probably gives that.
0: probably right
1: yeah
0: he gives zero crap <laughs> but Kevin Feige is just like yeah we're going to, it's almost like Feige's like what could I do that would most tick off the comicscape people today like what could I announce that would just truly like send a certain part of fandom like crawling in their skins and he's just doing it and I I love it, I think. Um, it's just interesting to me. It's almost become a marketing ploy at this point to like create this kind of friction in the social media world.
1: Comic Skate hates us, right. so it's going to be w- awesome!
2: <laughs> awesome. Right? I mean, I yeah, I, I see where you come out Feige himself has said he didn't let, or they didn't let the success of Black Panther um, tweak their future plans, and I think that's a bunch of baloney. There's no way they'd be fast-tracking Shang-Chi so quickly, right, if Black Panther wasn't... I mean, if Black Panther made Doctor Strange numbers or something, right, I mean, Shang-Chi would have been a 2022 film or something instead of getting bumped up. And, and I mean, they're they're cobbling together that crew just wicked fast. Um so there is certainly, I mean, and that's the thing, especially with Shang-Chi, right? If they do Shang-Chi well uh, and totally kill in China, I mean, we're talking above Black Panther numbers, right?
0: Um, it'll be interesting because Black Panther is the most successful, not anymore, the second most successful domestic movie in the history of the MCU. And it didn't, it did like half of its money overseas and half here. Shang-Chi, I think, would be a little bit the opposite, that it might be a slightly depressed U.S. number. Maybe not. Maybe it'll do fine. But then the Chinese number would be crazy, like five or six hundred million. You know, like, it'll be interesting to see how those balances work out. So, Also, along the lines of what you're saying, Adam, that Feige says that they didn't adjust for Black Panther. I think you kind of have to say that, too. Because it would be taken completely the wrong way. If he was like, oh, no, once we found out oh, totally. that a niche, a niche audience could help us, we decided to lean into that. Basically, he's saying, oh, no, we had no faith whatsoever in Black Panther. And when it when it took off, we were like, oh, man, I guess we'll have to do this more often. Like, it would totally make it look like they don't, they're not doing it because they think it's the right thing to do. They're doing it because they think they can make money, which is not the vibe that they want to be giving, I don't think.
2: Right, but, I mean, to an extent, you, I mean, it almost has to be that route, right? I mean, Black Panther, you had, this is a lot of presumptuous on my part, you know? I mean, they had to be very surprised with Black Panther Returns.
1: I don't know. I think, I think what Feige has proven over the years is you put out a good product, you're going to get good numbers. Black Panther, no matter what was in it, it was a really good movie. You know, it, it. Feige probably knew it would have really good numbers.
0: Uh, I, my guess is that it performed better than they guessed. And the two reasons I have for that is one, they do put out projections and that opening weekend, they kept putting out projections and they kept going higher and they're like, Oh, wait a minute. And they kept having to adjust them. So at least the opening weekend was much bigger than they thought. But also um, Black Panther broke the mold. If you look at billion dollar movies in the MCU, Black Panther is the first time a solo character in their first film went to a billion. Iron Man didn't, Cap didn't, Thor didn't, Ant-Man didn't, you know, like Doctor Strange, uh, even Spider-Man. Like, there was a list of characters that all debuted between 500 and 800 million. And so, I do think they would have not expected a a first solo movie to come in at 1.3. Now, They've done it again with Captain Marvel, and I think we might see it again a time or two in Phase uh, 4 because they keep building the brand. But we have to remember that that was weird. Like, even Iron Man needed three movies before he built up to a billion dollars. Right.
1: But I do think that it could be somewhere in between. That it's not, oh, a niche ethnic audience brings in a lot of money. And it's not, if 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 Black Panther hadn't made that kind of money, that they would have taken forever to... To make it there, I think they've slowly crept into the idea of diversity and all that. And I think, I mean, it has to get boring. I mean, without having all of this diversity, I think they're also interested in keeping things fresh and new. And what easier way to have a whole new product you know, instead of just coming up with more Captain America type characters or Iron Man type characters, but to go with a completely different ethnicity, go to the Asian Kung Fu type world, it it naturally brings in something spicy and new to the universe.
0: Right. And I think there's also a school of thought, which probably is partially right, that um, reminds us that Kevin Feige was not in the same position when they dropped phase three that he is now that Mutter still had some control over Feige back in 2014 when they released phase three. And that what we're seeing now to Feige's credit is what the MCU would have always looked like if Feige did not have the old curmudgeony hermit misanthrope that is like Mutter pulling the strings the whole time, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Can see that. So I mean, the the thing about this all is, uh, you look at the Phase Four slate, and it might be the most. I would say it's probably the most excited, um, event. Right? We get all the way up to Avengers Endgame. Even before then, you know, it's kind of getting exhaustive. It's I was so tired about Endgame. At this point, I get pissed when I have to write something about Endgame. Right? (laughs) I'm like, let's just put this. to bed already uh, but looking at phase four i mean it's just so um it's different and i mean it's exactly what they needed to rejuvenate us for another 10 years or something right i mean especially with thor 4 i mean um we're, we all think that's kind of more like thor 2 right oh
0: like it's like the the, the second in the real thor right yeah, it's yeah, thor
2: yeah. ragnarok 2 yes yeah yeah we'll just retcon the first two thor i'm uh, re-watching i am re i do not mind the dark world as much uh but i you know it's just it's hard to say no to tyke after you know just going crazy with ragnarok but i totally went off on a tangent you're fine day. i, I think we what you
0: were saying i've heard actually from a lot of other podcasts particularly if they're podcasts that aren't marvel specific but more film generic Which is, a lot of people were worried that the MCU would feel old and exhausting. Like, that people would feel about the MCU the way they're kind of feeling about Star Wars right now. And that there would almost be this sense after Endgame of, can we take a break for a year or two and not do more of this? And then San Diego came off, and because it was so different and so many directions that they weren't expecting they were like i'm i'm back on board like i'm ready for more mcu at a season in life where i thought i'd be exhausted of this universe i'm more excited than i've been in a long time and i've I've heard several people kind of say that san diego and the phase four dump re-energized them because it was so many left field projects for what they expected just seeing the logos man the logos were were i mean that shang chi logo
2: it's There's something with, you know, strong red, bright, scarlet colors. Uh, um, You know, obviously red does that. Uh, The whole marketing purpose behind using red in the logo. Um, Thor, I mean, Thor Love and Thunder. I mean, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. How bonkers. You know, it's just crazy. At least we're, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this. At least we're not getting Iron Man 4, you know. Which have you guys dove into Iron Man Stan Twitter before? Uh no. <laughs> I ventured there this week.
0: And it's something. There was that it whole sure bit, I mean something. we can talk about it, where somebody misattributed the Russo brothers a quote that they thought oh, about wow. killing Tony in yes. civil war. Yes. And yes. apparently like there's a corner of Twitter that just like went crazy with death threats or something. Like it was insane.
2: Yes. The very first tweet I saw and it had like 2,000 likes or whatever. It says, if I ever see Joe Russo, I'm going to kill him. I said, what? I mean, so it was, and that's the one of many. And obviously not all stands are alike, but Iron Man stan Twitter is. It's, and that's the thing. The whole, the whole group hates the Russo brothers. Like they passionately hate the Russo brothers. And I thought there was a general consensus, um, That they were very well liked. But apparently not. You know?
0: Is it just because they made Tony the bad guy in Civil War?
2: Uh, I think it's just killing him off. Most of the stuff, it was just killing him off. And there was another section. There's a subsection of Iron Man Twitter that's also using them not having Black Widow, giving Black Widow a funeral. They're using that as an excuse. But, oh man, that's a a dangerous thing to... uh, Shouldn't yeah, have even particularly because I don't
0: really like Iron Man movies. <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean, pretty much. I mean, right. That's the problem with Twitter is every time something comes up, there's suddenly these people like, we've seen it with like the Raimi Spider Man people that popped out of nowhere. That's like, oh, this is the best thing ever, and now there's like blades like Wesley Snipe apologists that are all upset and. You know, when people fuss about, like, I love the Eternals and they're messing them up. Like, no, you don't. Stop lying to us. You, no, you don't won't. love the Eternals. Not at all. Don't even nah. go there. Exactly. And I know we'll have one listener who's probably a great listener, maybe even a patron. We love you. Thank you so much for your support. Who's going, but I am an Eternals fan. And yeah, I'm sure there's a few. There's just not enough to populate all the tweets that I've seen about this stuff. So.
1: And also what I've seen a ton of in this past week is tons of speculation. Like, I feel like the uh, these weeks right after San Diego, everybody went to San Diego and they talked to a nameless source that told them that there's going to be, you know, Iron Fist and Shang-Chi guaranteed or, you know, some sort of crazy outlandish. And it's not even that. It's just like, those rumors spread so fast.
2: Wait, you heard Iron Fist is going to be in shang Chi?
1: Yeah, totally heard, San totally heard it at San Diego. Totally heard it at San Diego Comic Con. I was at a party. Oh. It was so weird because it was full of Arrow writers, but they were totally, totally. Been to another party that I wasn't invited to, and they spoke to a Marvel person there that was, you know, vaguely related to Kevin Feige, but maybe like his brother's assistant. And they assured me Iron Fist and Shang Chi. Well
0: and we saw this yes. with I'm just gonna pick on it, the Millie Bobby Brown like news, quote unquote, for Eternals. That's mm-hmm. totally what yeah. happened. She showed up on set to I forget, In Infinity War Endgame when when they were shooting. The Russos invited her over because she's an actress and she want you know they wanna show her was happening. And people at that point were like, ooh, she'd be great in the MCU. And then we found out there was this character who was, um, now we know, a sprite, who was cast that maybe would have fit her. And some idiot website that was looking for clicks. And i would not even fussing at anyone in particular because I don't remember what idiot site. But somebody put it together and they're like, ooh, we hear this rumor. And then the stinking trades... Aren't even doing their flipping job, and so then Deadline or Variety repeats this garbage, and then everyone's like, "Oh, it's in a trade. It's definitely happening." And like, I remember, I mean, behind the scenes, I sent Adam an email. I was like, "Adam, I noticed you guys haven't been running with this. Does that mean it's not happening?" And he was like, "No, it is not happening." <laughs> and like, people on Twitter that were like, "No, it's definitely happening. I've seen it in the news." And I'm like, "Well, whatever. Like, I I can't help you." And the way that stuff grows is just obnoxious. Once variety. It's like the uh, the Disney
2: Plus stuff. Remember that week where we got, we got what, dozens? <laughs> like the Rocket the and Groot Plus show. And... Right. Rocket and Groot, Lady Sif. Like I was looking through that. What was it? A couple nights ago. I'm like, man, none of these are going to pan out. And then there's a, a site running today. It's the same one that reported everything else. That, that Captain America is going to be getting a Disney Plus show. And it's just, it's bonkers. The second I saw Variety run the, say, Millie Bobby Brown in Eternals, I was like, it's it's that reaction gif. And I, oop, right? It's like, oh, no. Now that they did that, what's, what's going on? Now that they did that, I almost have to do that. But we didn't. So
0: what? the internet, yeah. right? Absolutely. Right. And the thing about it is... It has gotten so bad I won't name any names but there is one site that is so terrible about this stuff that I see headlines and I go oh that's a fake headline from fill in the blank and I click on it and boom sure enough it is every time like I can predict their baloney based on just the headlines that they write and I don't know it just feels dishonest like some of these people are just going for clicks clearly. And I know that shouldn't surprise us in this world, but yeah, it's frustrating.
2: I I was just going to say, Caleb's going to get pissed around when he turns around and looks outside his window and some kids on his yard. Get off my lawn. You
1: guys saw saw my Twitter rant where I ran the kids off, didn't you?
2: I saw, I, I did see that. That was very intriguing. I ran
1: kids off my stoop. It was, sure did they were there smoking enthralling they were there smoking marijuana so I ran them off
2: I could just see Rihanna running down the steps with a broom screaming get the devil's lettuce out of my stoop
1: yes yes I should have devil's lettuce I did that must be an o, Iowa thing but I used the F word <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, probably bunches <laughs>
1: and then one of them called me a cow and it was adorable his little brain learning how to come up with insults
0: (laughs) so last week on the show we mentioned that uh, there was no information about Runaways season 3 yet and then literally like 4 hours later they dropped that uh, Runaways is coming mid-December for season 3 so yay yay
2: so I mean that's that's confirmation. Jeff listens. So Jeff, what's up? Not even I've been listens. trying he to, listens uh, to the, text you.
0: That's right. He he's a Patreon that listens to the live stream.
2: Yes,
1: I love you, Jeff. Oh. Even if you, even if you totally diss me at Comic Con. So I'm at San Diego on the show floor with the billions of people, and we knew the Shield cast was supposed to be signing soon, and that they they have to walk through the show floor to get to that signing. Um. So we started a line Like I mean there's lots of lines So like we were there and we pretended we were in a line So security wouldn't run us off And then people actually came and joined our line Because they thought we were the line For some exclusive toy something or other And when people asked that We were like yeah yeah we're in line Because we didn't want security to run us off But anyways Jeff Loeb walked through They were going through the little back entrance for their signing And I was just like I love you Jeff and he totally acted like he didn't hear me it was very sad so we're on the outs right now
2: that might be the um, first time a fans actually said like, that Adam so he's probably <laughs> like man is this what well, it feels like to be on. a diva
1: he's like well they totally mispronounced uh, Elizabeth's name or Chloe's name <laughs>
0: So yeah, Runaways. I don't think I have anything else to say about that. Um, we've known it's coming. It's good to know it's moving along. They do put this show out almost every year around this time, so that's good. But
1: so where's that Cloak and Dagger announcement? Right, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah. dependent or, on this, right? Or will uh, they be in? Runaways? Yeah,
0: that's what I. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think they'll I be think in. So. Yeah. Can we make that a headache?
1: Right. I mean, a headline. Headache headline. Can we make that a headline? Sure. Can we start that rumor? Cloak and Dagger confirmed to be a in a By someone three. who doesn't know. Adam! <laughs>
2: Actually, post it on Reddit. Yeah, just oh, okay. post on Reddit quick.
1: Okay. Just and post on
2: Reddit be like,
0: Fan theory. We'll happen. I always love it when you write articles about fan theories. Hell yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Sweet. Glad you do. Glad someone does let's let's move to another news thing that I should have led with but I forgot uh, Ryan Reynolds left heavy hints this week on social media yes. that Deadpool is coming to the MCU mm-hmm. with phase five I mean he basically said it was the anniversary tweet for the footage leaking for Deadpool and he's like our investigation is now in phase five um I mean are you do you guys think we could get Deadpool 3 announced? At D twenty three, is it going to be Deadpool three? Like, wh- what's going on? So this was a very professional,
2: yeah, photo, right? The, at this point, it, it's totally calculated. Deadpool three. I mean, they're not. Kevin Feige and Bob Iger have both said they're not going to screw with Deadpool. I mean, so it's going to happen sometime. He was
1: front and center on the Disney website the day after the day of the merger. Or right the purchase right or whatever
2: the, the hour
0: after it closed or whatever yeah
1: like the minute it closed he was front and center on the website they wouldn't do that if they were burying the character
0: i saw a video online this week that had a suggestion that i think's really brilliant and i don't know if disney would do it which is they did the once upon a deadpool experiment um what if they what if they simultaneously released two versions in theaters That's like Deadpool 3, the real version, and another one called Deadpool 3, the Mickey Mouse version. And they, like, just in order to appease fans and to keep people in the MCU, you can see the Once Upon a Deadpool PG-13 one, or you can see the R-rated one, or real fans will probably go to see them both. Like, is that an insane idea, or would that be fun? So
2: this is something... I'm pretty sure you should have like emailed something to marketing cuz it seems like it's something they would do, right? It just seems totally
1: It seems like a Marvel what boss would move. Do. Yeah. Um I don't know that Ryan Reynolds would go for it. Like they were very he was very hesitant to even do in the PG-13 version until they made it for charity. But having watched all three versions, the PG-13 version was great. But I don't know that they can get Fred Savage back for each one. Because, really... I mean, what's he up to? He has a TV show. Does he? I mean, but you can't redo the Princess Bride references. They never made that sequel. So it's not like you can... I mean, that was the fun part of it, was the Princess Bride references. Which you guys are probably too young for. So
2: who has rights to Princess Bride? Is that a Disney property?
0: Uh, I think it was something that Disney got from... Fox
1: No, yeah, yeah I think it was Fox Uh-oh. I mean I smell a
0: reboot with Johnny Depp in the lead role Whoa. <laughs> oh no
2: don't say that
1: what? Grody. don't say
2: that I would
1: pass.
2: that's totally something
1: that Or really I can see really him doing a sequel
0: like a Mary Poppins returns I think that'd be maybe the best way to go
1: so I've read the book The Princess Bride, and like the version that I read had a chapter from the sequel that never happened and I've wanted to see it ever since. But Ooh, it is
2: so it was twentieth century. Um, so we need someone to start a petition. Or no. are we gonna start that petition? No, we're not or... starting
1: that petition. I'm
0: trying to think
1: <laughs> why not?
2: No, I like the Mary I, Poppins I, Returns run. I'm just
0: though, trying to... Like Caleb said.
1: Have you watched Mary Poppins Returns? Everybody raise your hand no, if I you've haven't. watched it's Mary great. Poppins Returns. It's
0: great. Is it bad? Is it bad? I
1: didn't make it to the end. I am
0: shocked. You're such a Lin-Manuel Miranda like file. I figure you would have been all over it.
1: I don't remember why I didn't make it to the end.
0: Because it's probably 10 p.m. and you're already sleeping. huh.
1: Yes, I'm not <laughs> arguing that one. <laughs> I don't remember where I was watching it and what was going on, but I don't think I made it to the end.
2: No, I was going to say, we haven't talked Lion King either. <laughs> that, was that was something.
1: That's because this is a oh, Marvel podcast. Okay. To bring it into Marvel. Right, true, yes. So,
0: yes, my bad. you know, the faces and the lions don't really move a whole lot. And I keep hearing people go, well, how could they make the lions move if they made them photorealistic?" realistic? And every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, I don't know. The way you make Rocket Raccoon look exactly like a raccoon, but still super expressive. Right. I just I don't understand.
1: You guys saw the gif that uh uh Gun posted this week of his brother being Rocket? That's amazing. That was amazing. Gun
0: is slowly so starting good. to tweet more. Somebody then asked him like yeah. how they do Rocket it and is. Kraglin scenes and he's like, "Oh, we have to do it from both with him playing both characters is a total pain in the neck, you know." After after
2: watching that 2 second loop, I'm like, "Man, that guy goes through a lot."
1: I was like, "Man, my quads hurt just watching this."
0: <laughs> right. Like
1: how does that, he do that how That's he- why I
0: told you the whole time Disney was back channeling conversation Through Sean I really think that that's how that whole thing went down He was on set for Endgame And Bob Iger would come over and go Hey Sean um, You know If you happen to see anybody who might be a good director For Guardians 3 or have some experience With the franchise Tell them that we might be interested in a way we weren't before I, I mean I think Sean's the way That Disney and them talked Without letting anybody know
2: it was so when I, I talked to him before Endgame, I I, I kind of made it a, a personal rule that I didn't want to um, right. make it about James at all, right? Like I'm like I'm not gonna interview this guy right. and talk to him about his brother. Um, so I would ask him stuff, and he would always take it to James. And it, I just thought it was
0: peculiar that I don't...
2: I'm like, man, I'm trying to make this about you. I know James is what's going to get us the most clicks. So thank <laughs> you for doing did that. Did you ask him any Gilmore Girl but questions? Was That's what I would do. I didn't. I didn't. I got several requests for that, but I didn't. Did
1: you ask him if his quads really hurt? Did you ask him because... about
2: KFC's new taco? No, because I hadn't <laughs> seen that video. I did. I did. Okay, I did ask that. I mean, it's cool, Caleb. I mean, you saw it. That's all that matters. I mean, you saw no. that article. Did you read it? I just I mean, thought it would be funny to itself. say.
0: I I, I appreciate. I mean, the, I, as Rhiannon said well, the way that you've turned a comicbook.com cool. job into an ability to food blog is very, it deserves credit. Like, you're making your best life.
1: Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Mad props, yo. I am. Mad props. I am. You and your three and That's, cases the, that's of where chicken the chicken nuggets.
2: <laughs> and it got me a ton of chicken nuggets, so I'm not complaining, man. My freezer's now full of chicken nuggets. I mean, oh harp on God. it if you want. But I got a crap ton of chicken you nuggets. You emphasize nuggets, a weird so syllable
0: in chicken nuggets. You're chicken like, nuggets? chicken nuggets. instead. Like, on me, it's on the nug. I think on you, it's chicken the <laughs>
1: What? Ch- you say
0: chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets. And chicken, I say chicken you nuggets. Say
1: you say chicken nuggets.
0: <laughs> no, I said
2: chicken nuggets because <laughs> you guys were pissing me off. And whatever, keep talking, I'm saying I have a freezer full of chicken nuggets, it's whatever. I mean, it's cool.
0: This is the best, For worst episode that that's ever happened. lost.
1: If Caleb doesn't cut all this no. out... For all of our <laughs> listeners, you should definitely follow Adam and the fact that he gets to food blog for comicbook.com.
2: I mean, all you need to go yeah. to is adambarnhart.com, yeah. and they're just, yeah. there's all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you, you can know. sign up, up for his, his
0: uh, your Facebook thing, too, right? Like, your writer page on Facebook?
2: Yeah, go ahead if you want. I don't No, it sometimes comes through, because I'm, I'm going through my posts, and
0: I'm like, oh, chicken tacos, that's interesting. <laughs>
2: It, it, okay, let's agree that it is interesting, and I'm kind of pissed it's not in America.
1: Uh, yeah, but you didn't even know about the Strip waffle McFlurry, so you are not my reliable food source.
2: I don't even know what that is a strip waffle. I still don't know. I I understand what it is, but oh, they're delicious. You're sticking your they're teeth, amazing. kind of weird. Oh. See, I'm saying we need to come up with an MND spin <laughs> I know we we need Potato Con. We need we yeah. need to do all sorts. We still haven't done our potato
0: exclusive. Pod for the Patriots. The pierogi podcast or whatever. Let's go to... Uh, there was still a little more news I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's rumors that um, the plot of Captain America and uh, our Winter Sol- mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be about uh, the U.S. government not wanting Falcon to actually take on this mantle of Captain America, uh, which seems to uh, mimic the run recently that was... Going on right before the, uh, oh, geez, what was it called? Secret Empire kind of comic book. Um, it seems like an obvious place for them to go. What do you guys think about them kind of going political a bit with this plot?
2: It totally makes sense because, like I was saying, it, I mean, it mimics that comic run, but it also mimics real life. Um, so it's going to be, um, they're really starting off their Disney Plus slate with a bang, right? All these uh, family-friendly shows are going to uh, stumble across it, and it's probably going to be quite um, a hot topic on Twitter, at least with a th- certain group of people. Mike does bring a good point that um, that may um, the whole Falcon thing will probably mean they'll bring in U.S. Agent, which makes sense, right?
0: I've heard a lot of people want John Cena in that role, which i think could work i'd be down with that
1: uh they filmed the last episode of shield this week
0: they did oh yeah and oh i guess the one thing that's newsy on that uh jed whedon was like showing him and uh his wife marissa Tancherone's kid around the sh- the the quinjet and there were uh hydra logos which makes me think we're gonna get hydra again next season which I can't tell if I'm excited for that to be back or, oh gosh, here we go again.
1: I mean, we've got time travel and alternate universes and whatever. Anything can happen. There just aren't any stakes.
0: Okay, so let's let's talk about this. We're going to transition this anyways. Uh, are you guys caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D.?
1: I think I'm one episode behind.
0: If we accidentally spoil something, are you going to care?
1: No, I'm fine. Okay.
0: Okay. So, we haven't talked about S.H.I.E.L.D. in a while. Uh, what are you guys thinking about this season to date? I, I'm keeping I mean, that in the pod. I will it. not edit out those ums. Those <laughs> were very telling ums.
1: I love Fitzsimmons and Ge- Deke. I I I love everything about the Fitzsimmons-Deke relationship and everything. Um, Mac is great. Oh, my God, seeing that guy, seeing seeing him in person, like, walking by, he was behind Jeff somewhere. Like, he is huge. Um. Anyways, I
0: don't know. One of my biggest problems of the season is when Clark Gregg was fighting Mac. I was like, that would not be that much of a fight. Yeah. You know, Alfonso, is his name Alfonso, is that Right.
2: You're right. Yes. Yes. If
0: those two were in fight a real fight, he would squish him into the ground so fast.
2: <laughs> Wait, are you talking about his his real name's Henry Simmons? Oh,
0: what was I oh what what I get off
2: Alfonso's his character's name, Alfonso Oh, yeah.
0: Well there we go. I was Jones somewhere the in the actor. world. But yeah
1: Which Henry Simmons sounds like a character name, not an actor's. It
0: was right it back does. with uh it was like when they had Nick Blood on that show. They've had several yes. characters who Exactly. the character name is less is more real life than the <laughs> the actor's
2: name um speaking of nick blood so there's been a lot of instagram posts right nick blood was in one of them i wasn't sure if he was just at the wrap party or if he was hanging around or what but he popped up in one of them
0: well it's been kind of hard because there's been all these posts that are like former actors on the show like saying goodbye to it and it's hard to tell if they're actually going to be on it or if that's just them like congratulating the cast Like, I saw one with, um, oh, I don't even remember her name, but it was, like, the female Homeland Security person that Coulson fell in love with for, like, three episodes. Oh, Oh, Constance Semmer. Yeah. She had some posts, and I was like, is she back? And I think it was just old photos of her and Coulson hanging out two years ago, you know?
1: I mean, maybe they do. Maybe. I mean, we have no idea where they're going next season. Maybe they'll do something that reminisces, goes through all the past Yeah, maybe there's a reason for a bunch of those people to pop up.
0: So one of the weird things to me about this season has been, did you guys feel like there was kind of a false ending after episode nine? Yes. And then also it's like, hey, surprise, we've got four more that we're going to have to go through. Like
1: I even like when watching that episode, I was like, oh, I thought we had more episodes this season. Like they wrapped this all up. It's over. Oh, okay. They're starting a new something or other. Here we go. I don't know, it's felt kind of disjointed.
2: I am so glad. I there's no way I could do ten more episodes of this. I've been checked out since like episode seven. And that's coming from someone who loved the first the first batch of episodes. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe maybe this stuff's making me jaded. I don't know, but it's uh, they put a Batman Superman Martha moment into last week's episode, and I absolutely hated it. I'm sorry, did you like that Sky moment? I hated that.
0: Oh, I like, I mean, I felt like it was a good shorthand way to say that he has Coulson memories.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. It just didn't seem like that was, th- I don't know why that's what totally changed her mind. She went from killing him to, I don't know. It, it just, maybe it just didn't land right with me. But, um, I mean, overall, I mean, it's still, I will not say it's as good as last year. Certainly not as good as season four. Um, it just, I, it's kind of seemed like they're trying to decide where they still want to go with it. Um, I want to like Isil, but I can't. I don't know why, what it is about her, I guess.
0: But I still watch it. So there's that. I mean, what's weird is I kind of liked the climax they built up with like, The truck heading towards the Black Tower and the spaceship coming... Like, I really... If the season had ended after nine episodes, I think I'd been a lot happier. It seemed really weird for me to... For them to build it up to a big two-part episode and everything. And then go, oh yeah, like it... I don't know, these last few episodes sort of feel like a... Tagged on... It's kind of like I I don't know, was it Iron Fist? Where like, the season seemed to totally end at the end of episode 12... And it was like someone in the writer's room was like, oh, we still have another one to do to fill our order. Shoot, we'll have to put some more something together. Like, I don't know. Um, Speaking
2: of that Black Tower thing, I just wanted to... um, There were no crops in those fields, um, so that was my biggest pet peeve with that whole thing. That's supposed to be in Nebraska, and you're not telling me there wasn't any soybeans or corn or or wheat i've seen the Um, news are you
1: telling me there are crops in the field this year because between floods and droughts and water tunnels collapsing and all why'd you
2: bring that up because now it is super accurate (laughs) but it's not (laughs) supposed it's supposed to have crops i mean every other year uh but yeah so this year okay you're i forgot you're you're probably in tune with
1: that because we're kind of in a Emergency. Yeah, type thing I'm kind of, of an Iowa's environmental engineer bit. that specializes in disasters.
0: Yeah, I I hear that like corn on the cob is gonna be like thirty bucks a cob or something by the end of the year. So we get- it's
1: cr- dude, it's like twelve bucks a
2: dozen. It's usually like three or four bucks a dozen this year. It's twelve bucks a dozen. I don't like sweet corn that much. I have some in my fridge though. If you guys want some, with, with the,
0: chicken the chicken nuggets.
1: nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> with the chicken nuggets.
2: Okay, the chicken nuggets are in the... Oh, Jesus, guys. Yes, they're with the chicken nuggets.
1: Uh,
0: We had someone uh, tweet at us. I don't know if it was just me or if it was the show, but they had a really good suggestion, and I'm sorry I forget who you were because it was during our vacation. But they really helped cement for me what I'm not liking about S.H.I.E.L.D., and I'm interested in your guys' take. Basically, what the guy said was... I can put up with a lot from Agents of Shield if I'm watching a Marvel show, but they are so devoid of anything remotely resembling something from the from the Marvel universe at this point. He's like the Shrikes, Isol, these planets. He's like there is in previous seasons. You got the Inhumans, or you got uh, Lash, or you got um, Hydra, or you had Ghost Rider. Or there's always, like, some connective tissue. But he's like, we've reached the point where there's nothing Marvel about this show. If you pulled out Daisy and Yo-Yo, who are recurring characters who don't use their powers a ton anyway, there's nothing about this show that is distinctly from the comics. Do you think that bothers you? And if so, like, why is that such a big deal for us? it's a very good
2: point i don't think it bothers me that much because i mean it's it's not all connected right it's it's not it's not what what we were promised this this disney plus stuff's pretty evident of that and with this show being completely original i guess i don't know what to say it's i totally yeah I, i guess i would agree with the comment um I am super interested to see where they go forward from here, right? Because Runaways hasn't been particularly connected. Um, surely they're not going to do anything with Ghost Rider and Hellstrom. Um, so Agents of Shield's kind of that one. I mean, it's crazy. Can you imagine? And Matt, look at look at what was it? Season two, the Hydra stuff. I mean look how that you almost have to watch Shield and Winter Soldier together, right? Or you do have to. Um and it's just not even what it was used to be, which is kind of sad, but I like sci-fi stuff regardless. And okay, so this that is my biggest thing Mike just commented. Um, they didn't even acknowledge the snap. And the whole timeline stuff, it, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I just want them to say.
1: Flat, flat out said in San Diego, all of this is before the snap. He's just tired of the question. You might say he snapped at somebody.
2: I I want to talk to him so bad, and I want to say how. He said. Tell me how, He just very quickly, because
1: the Q&A in San Diego, there was like no time and he was just like all of this happened before the snap I might have even tweeted about it Adam
0: I mean I think the thing though that is really interesting to me it's not even the connectedness though like at least if I understood this commenter right and the thing I've been thinking through it's not even that it's disconnected from the MCU it's that it's like nothing to do with Marvel at all
1: I mean, I don't mind so much that it's not based on comic material, I know, and that it's not pulling in characters that have already been fully fleshed somewhere else. The result of that is we're not getting a nice, well-thought-out, congruent plot. You know, it feels me, and feels like it's meandering and just sort of doing things. Um... I mean, because a lot of the stuff through the years that you guys have been like, oh my gosh, this is that comic character. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that's okay. If you say so. I'm just having a hard enough time keeping up as it is. It, so the result of it, I mean, I don't think it would matter so much if they were creating. And, and I feel like Sarge, I feel like they've gone down this interesting route, and they're trying to pull something together and maybe there'll be some great surprise in the end, but I don't know. They've had a hard time keeping my attention.
0: Just before we leave this, uh, let me ask this, Adam. If they did a reveal and ISIL turned out to be a character or a race that you knew from the comics, do you think it would improve it or would it still be just as lame? Because I feel like I would to some degree go, Oh that's who that it like I feel like it would change my opinion and I feel like a simpleton for feeling that way but it does seem like it would make it better to me
2: sure yeah I, I guess I just haven't even liked um I haven't liked her story the way it is I don't know what would change it it went from the shrike stuff all of a sudden to um, this demon possession type thing and it is almost jarring to a point, right? Um I don't I if they yeah, I guess I don't I don't know. You know, unless the major I mean the finales this weekend already if it turns out she's Mephisto or something, holy hell, yeah, that would make me excited. But um I mean, unless she's like Shao Lao or some other interdimensional bead, you know, I, I don't think it would flip my opinion that much.
0: Yeah, but even that's interesting to me. Like, I, just as we def- like talk about MCU fandom and stuff like that, it does make me feel like a dope that I can be like, I hate how this character's written. And they're like, ooh, I gave it the name of a comic character. And I'm like, oh, I love it. Like, I, I hate <laughs> right. that about myself, but it's kind of true, which right. is kind of interesting to me. Did you guys notice uh, what they were drinking at the uh, the party at the end of episode nine?
1: Were they drinking Zima?
0: Zima.
2: They were drinking Zima. Uh, Deke had an empty case or someone was carrying an empty case of Zima.
1: Yeah, because Deke has all that money now. He can buy all the Zima. He
0: owns Zima.
1: Somebody has to.
0: I feel like we should talk about this before we wrap S.H.I.E.L.D. talk. I just want to make sure I have this right. So, Sarge is a non-corporeal alien being that was in a relationship with ISIL before or Isel, whatever her name is before a chance encounter of Coulson with the Nightmare Realm caused the Creation Obelisk to build a copy of him and then send it through space and time to the planet the obelisks are from and then his body was taken over by this non-corporeal alien who then lost all of his memories and sort of took on Colson's and then traveled through space and time for years if not centuries until he found his way back to earth is that correct yeah you totally hit the nail on the head
2: Speaking of which, uh, modelist by the way, and Flint, what?
0: We totally missed that. Like, uh, what? That was one of those reveals that was like, this show is so in love with its own continuity, but most of the people who watch it probably don't know who that... I know my wife was like, what? Who's that? What is going on? Right. Um. At the end of this last episode, Rhiannon, they're like well, you're out of luck because there's no monoliths anymore and you don't know how to build one. And she's like, do I? And then all of a sudden Flint from the future was there.
1: Aw, Flint.
0: Did you take that, Adam, that the worst... So <laughs> the ball thing can create the worst fears of humans? Did you take it that Yo-Yo and Max' worst fear would be for Ise- Isel to, like, succeed in her mission? And so that's how they conjured flint because he was the only way to make their worst fear happen i would guess so right
2: i mean that's that's how i took it i mean that's how it had to happen right because the the spooky ball only makes spooky stuff when people are spooked right
0: yeah i i know they're trying their hardest but man when i talk about stuff in the show i'm like this is dumb even as i like it comes out of my lips i'm like this sounds so ridiculous
2: Right. Yeah. Um I would guess that's how it is. The, the Spooky Ball made flint because he can um build all three monoliths. Have we haven't seen the third one yet, have we? Right. We got the space monolith, right? Which was the black one that swallowed Gemma. Then we got the time monolith, which was the white and red striped one. Do we know what's And then the... they
1: had the third one and they didn't know what it did. It was in And the- then it blew up. Yeah, and it
0: blew up. Yeah, but that's the creation one. I, yeah. I think it was sitting around in the in the, the lighthouse. They're not...
2: They refuse to mention the snap, but they have Eisel going around the universe trying to collect the Infinity Monoliths. Right?
0: I did hate that when they're like, this one's time, and this one's space, and this one's creation. That really does not follow a theme. You know, like... I mean, the Infinity Stones aren't perfect, but you would think time, space something else somewhat like dimensional you know
2: if they would have dropped reality or something I probably would have vomited be like oh no we needed to let's talk about something good what can we talk about that we like
0: oh so I did realize Rhiannon the podcast has never heard your thoughts on spider-man
1: oh spider-man Do you
0: want to give a few of the? I mean, this episode is very freeform, so that'll kind of take us through. Our
1: vomit cast, where we just put all our thoughts out there. Um, Should
0: I call this one Vomit Cast, Marvel (laughs) News Desk number 126?
1: (laughs) Where we vomit about chicken McNuggets. Uh, Okay,
0: quick. I just want
1: to
2: point (laughs) out that Caleb did mention pierogies, and we didn't even go off on a tangent, and that's my single most favorite food. So I am restraining myself a little bit.
0: Yeah, I I was trying to bait you because I thought I I knew you liked. I've heard that there's like the world's best pierogi place over in Fall River, Mass, near where I live. I
2: need to go there because pierogies are. No, see, in my family, we have a long-standing
1: tradition of shouting chicken McNuggets at family gatherings. But that's another. That's a whole other story. Probably not podcast worthy. Um. So Spider Man, I think the consensus and I haven't listened to the thoughts that you guys had. I thought it was a wonderful movie. I thought it was just the right amount of tension for me, just the right amount of fulfillment and loveliness. And Jake Gyllenhaal is still amazing. I liked how they did Mysterio with the drones and the, the drones and the holograms and everything. Um, I just, write afterwards, and I mean, I think this, you know, you guys, I was like, oh, I just didn't record anything on it. I just didn't have thoughts about it. Like, the big reveal at the end, the post-credits, yes. And at this point, I assume everybody's seen or heard about the post-credits, but... You know, the post-credits were shocking and interesting and, and definitely set up this world to go some new places. But oh, in these next movies, are they gonna like, is Spider-Man gonna be outed in these new movies and stuff? Yeah, so that's just how it is. I I, I mean, Tom Holland's wonderful. I I, I loved all of the cast. Um, Zendaya continues to be wonderful. They... I loved the accidental drone strike. I know some people really didn't like that. It was just generally wonderful. I don't have deep, deep thoughts about it, though. I mean, with everybody else, I want to know how long Samuel L. Jackson, or um, Samuel L. Jackson, Fury was a scroll. I want to know, you know, how involved the scrolls have been. You know, that's what I'm saying. The post-credits, there's so much from the post-credits. But, like, the movie itself was just delightful and forgettable. But then again, evidently, I've forgotten half of the Thor Ragnarok plot. And therefore, I can keep watching it over and over. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool! yeah and that's kind of awesome
0: yeah did you guys see this week that somebody was like on twitter like actually added taika waititi and they're like i just hope that taika doesn't screw up the next thor movie by yes. making it as funny as the last one and taika was like my apologies in advance <laughs> <laughs> yeah to watch caleb
2: invented the dislike button was like, oh, man, I already hate
0: it. I don't mind if it's funny. I I, I would like... See, I think Tyka does movies with really great heart to them, usually. And I would like to see a little more of that in the next one. Like, I don't know if it... It doesn't have to be serious. It just... Um,
1: I mean, it has the word love in the title.
0: Yeah,
2: it has love in the title, Caleb. No, I think... There I you think go, right there. He might
0: do a really good one. And I think he has... An opportunity to talk about, like, um, for example, like I think that he might be able to tell. I mean, this may sound extreme. I'm trying to go through my memory immediately, but like, could he tell like one of the biggest lesbian love stories in the history of cinema? Like, I don't know. I don't. I can't think of many movies still to this day that kind of feature gay couples frequently. Like. I think that this has a chance to really be a big deal for, you know, LGBTQ community. So, I think it's interesting.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, when you think of movies that are focused on a gay love story, it's typically... Brokeback I mean, Brokeback
2: won a bunch. Yeah, that won a bunch of awards. But that didn't even show at
1: mainline cinemas. If you wanted to see Brokeback, you went to, like, the artsy theater downtown or something. Um
2: also nowhere in iowa yeah
1: yeah which i mean don't tell me iowa doesn't have any bisexual sheep herders um
2: sheep she i don't think there's a a single sheep in the state of iowa hog farmers you're looking for hog farmers
0: yeah you were thinking taika which made you think new zealand which made you think of sheep well birdback was sheep
1: oh was it okay they were bisexual (laughs) sheep herders Yeah, anyways, but but yeah, I mean, they're all, that's what, they're all art house films. They're all smaller releases. Um, I mean, and and I'm sure I'm forgetting something huge. I'm sure there's some uh, theatrical release that made millions that I'm not remembering. I mean, let that, be. that should be the case, that you're just throwing couples of all variety out there and it's not a big deal. Because I do think that this, I mean, I think there'll be a lot of focus on this being... I think the press will pull out a lot about the lesbian relationship and make that a... I mean, assuming that we're going to get a lesbian relationship, whatever happens in Thor. You know, that'll be news. But in the end, Marvel is just like, here's our Thor movie. Here we go. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how that happens and how the press handles it and how the people receive it.
0: Um, I also want to say quickly on the pod... Uh, last week I mentioned just offhand, uh, Richard Madden being gay. Uh, apparently that's not confirmed. So my apologies. I'm not trying to out anyone or say things that aren't true. Half the internet, I think thinks that he is, but, uh, I found out today that that is not something he has said. So
1: back to those clickbait headlines.
2: That's right. Caleb just went on his soapbox and Caleb is his, his own worst enemy. Look at that.
0: I mean, it's really interesting because I saw a lot of, like, the. I remember one tweet very specifically that says, this is amazing, Eternals is a movie without a single white, straight guy in it. And I was, so like, I've seen a lot of things that have assumed Richard Madden is, and I saw something today that suggests he's going to come out as part of the publicity for Eternals, which made me feel kind of icky, like, I don't think that's the way that should work, but I mean, you know, whatever he wants to do, it just, it's a weird situation. Richard Madden, I think people talk a lot about him that he has not said out loud. So my apologies. I do not mean to be part of that. Uh, Herman on the website. Hey guys, first of all, welcome back. Good to hear you again. So many things to talk about. Black Widow, uh, more and more convinced the whole point of the film will be setting up Yelena Belova as the new Black Widow to take on Natasha's mantle. That's very interesting. I find it more interesting if they are going to do a Dark Avengers or a Thunderbolts. The idea that, yes, they're setting up Belova, but they were doing it to have like an evil Black Widow. I, personally, that's not what he said. That's what I said. But anyways, he was thinking that um, that maybe that's what this movie will do. Eternals, he says, 100% on board with Caleb regarding Gaiman's run, impossible villain. I'm crossing my fingers. They follow this route. We know what we're talking about. Uh, Disney plus, he said, I live in Argentina. I've read several articles that Disney plus will launch in Latin America during the first half of 2020. So I'm guessing by the time Falcon winter soldier arrives, it will be a global platform. That's cool. Uh, multiverse definitely looks like multiverse is becoming a linchpin for phase four. Um, uh, and talked about Mordo's warning and Dr. Strange that the bill always comes due. And so the idea that the messing around with the stones is going to have effects on things is kind of cool. Um, he thinks that Loki and what if might be more important than we think because the multiverse will allow implications we didn't expect Thor love and thunder. I'm one of the seven people who actually are fans of Natalie Portman's Jane Foster. Uh, and so he's really excited and he finished with, I'm incredibly excited for Marvel cinematic universe phase four going back in time, weird nostalgia, celestials, horror, lesbians, and mischief. So I believe that was the subtitle that we accidentally gave it. So awesome. Uh, Predo mentioned uh, just because a actor is a different gender does not mean the character will be gender bent, which is a fair point. Um, He he says, I guarantee that no film plot will ever be dependent on a TV series. I think that'll be interesting to see, but he's pretty sure it won't be. Um, And he just kind of says how he thinks that'll work out between the shows. Uh, Love Waffle was just pointing out that five months ago he was talking about how much he loved Mahershala. Marshall. Uh-huh. Marshall. Mahershala mm-hmm. Ali as um, as a Blade, and so he got that, which is awesome. He generally thought the San Diego was pretty underwhelming because we knew about a lot of those projects ahead, uh, and he just he wants to know a little more about these things before he gets too excited. Um, okay, so that's the website. Do, we, do you guys know? Do we get anything on Twitter?
1: Over on the Twitter, Mr. Media asked, Did Marvel, Marvel Studios, Disney send production of Thor, Love and Thunder, and Shang-Chi to Australia as a warning shot to Georgia over its anti-abortion legislation? And I'm just going to say no, because they filmed the last Thor in Australia. So they obviously have production set up over there, and it makes sense to do their Asian show a little bit closer to Asia. Um, and cinnamon, huh?
0: Also, isn't Eternals um, shooting partially in... Yeah, I think um, they're staying in Georgia? in Georgia. I think... Like, Eternals...
1: I think a tuck... Talk-
2: it's starting in London. They're starting to build sets in London. Yeah,
1: I mean, Pine... Pinewood, Pinewood Studios? What's the name of the studio? They have a mm-hmm. studio in London. Yeah, Pinewood, yep. Um, And it's just there's too much set up in Georgia for them to move all of that out very quickly. Is... It's what the random people I talked to in San Diego said. Um... Cinema Joe's podcast. Do you folks think the MCU credits in phase four will use in-credit scenes to tee up Disney Plus shows? So, like, the shows will lead up to the movies, but do you think the movies will tease the TV shows?
2: Probably why not? Might as well attack on a commercial, too, right? Why
0: yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm at this point fully in the boat that they are going to cross these over. And again, like, Preto and I obviously disagree, I think these are going to cross over in ways that are going to shock us. I think the first one or two of them, we're going to go, What? They're making it that crossover? Like, I think it'll be surprising.
1: I think everything that Feige stood in front of will cross over. I don't think we're going to see any runaways crossing over into this stuff, but I think everything that Feige is presenting will so be... So what
2: I liked about what he's been describing, know. what's he? he doesn't say TV show, he says event series is that a major event series yeah which means i mean we're talking at least not sub game of thrones what's the upset of sub pro game of thrones right we're just talking i mean we're getting the television shows we were promised agents of shield was going to be
0: right
1: and instead of it being a mini-series like a mini-series you think of as five six episodes but these are going to be a mini-series
0: And Adam, I think you mentioned this last week, Elizabeth Olsen did something that suggested this is the case and also threw major shade on Netflix. She said something during the Doctor Strange panel along the lines of, I'm also really excited about this because we've never seen a TV property over into the movies this way.
2: Well, she's, I mean, yeah, I guess we have it, you know, it's not false.
0: Well, and I don't think All she right. meant it that way, but for Agents of Shield fans, it was like, "Oh, well, I mean, She probably the doesn't heart, even know, you know. Agents of like, Shield is a TV show, right? Probably. Right. All right, was that it for Twitter?
1: Yeah, I mean, we had a bunch of people welcoming us
0: back. Awesome,
1: Alving. Um, you know, wanted to point out that Ali called Feige about doing Blade. Um, yeah, we're excited to be back too. I just have to remember that we're podcasting. right spitting
2: off of that. I mean, he's getting a, uh, he's kind of like the scar Joe of this blade movie, right? He's going to get a producer credit, right? I i would guess. I mean, it's hard to believe he doesn't help pick out the writer and director.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It makes me wonder, like, I want to play the game immediately. Like who else could do this? Like who else could call Feige and say, Hey, I want this character. And Feige go, Oh yeah, sure. Awesome. Let's do it. Uh, Meryl Streep, Helen Mirren, <laughs> the Madam Web, the Madam uh... movie, maybe.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, would Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise still have that? Oh, kind I think of
2: Cruise power? would. I mean, if Brad Pitt, they both would. I mean, they certainly aren't.
1: I mean, Cruise is thrown shade; he wouldn't do it. But I mean, but Brad Pitt, if they're bringing Deadpool in, Brad Pitt's already got a role in the Deadpool's movies.
2: That's what we should, that'd be, that'd almost be a good main topic. We could do the, uh, each plot out a couple of, uh, people we think could pitch their own things and what they'd be. I mean, a Margot Robbie probably, but obviously she wouldn't work with Marvel, at least
0: not now. The mean, cynical part of me is like, as soon as they found out that, uh, Mahershala was able to do that, Gabriel Luna was on the phone, like. Kevin, Kevin, give me oh, a movie. No. Come on, please. Come on. Can I have a movie? Please, please.
2: Michael T. Ford is in here. Um, pretty much just ripping on Caleb the whole time. Really? Um, he No, he didn't Does say he that. Does he have
1: thoughts on chicken? No, he
2: applauded Caleb for that, and I wasn't even going to uh, bring that up, but he's like, nice work, Caleb, or something. I can't remember what he said. He applauded Caleb for throwing shade. He did say
0: Mahershala. Um...
2: He did bring up. one. I have
0: a hard time uh, with that. I want it to be like a little more. Um, I don't know. Like I try. I put too much pizzazz in it because it's mahershala. Okay. I want it more. I want to say it Mahersh- mahershala, but yeah. it's mahershala. mahershala.
1: Awesome. Mahershala. Mahershala. So at let's least
0: I don't want to to say it. chicken nuggets. Oh,
2: yeah. Ma- <laughs> All right. Um, he did have one really good question, though, which we should touch on. Do we think that Blade will pop up in something before this movie? And if so, what project would you guess? Um, pretty confident he would appear in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I wrote a piece the other night. I think, um, man, I think this multiverse stuff could be one of, I mean, story-wise, Doctor Strange 2 could be one of the most. Certainly the most important movie of this slate and possibly of the entire future of the MCU, right? Because with Blade, we're going to have to get vampires and and there's all sorts of stuff we're going to get into. And if we actually get into the multiverse stuff, that means we could do like this Squadron Supreme alternate universe and all sorts of crazy stuff. So that would be my guess. I'm I'm pretty sure he would appear in Doctor Strange 2, if anything. But then at the same time, I mean, that's still getting pretty crowded, right? With Strange and Scarlet Witch and Clea and Voodoo both
0: um rumored to appear.
2: So I don't know, I guess.
0: Yeah, the only other idea that I think could be interesting, but I, I don't think it's a likelihood but interesting idea. Uh, if Loki is popping around with the space stone from place to place, it would be real fun for Loki to like pop up in a castle at Transylvania with the Space stone. And just suddenly, like, be Loki versus vampires, I think could be super fun.
2: Yeah, That's, so yes. that's, that's going to, uh, that's going to add a whole nother level of complexity,
0: right? Because that's
2: not MCU Prime, right?
0: Right, right. It could just kind of introduce the idea. right.
2: Well, I'm just saying, not even with vampires, but just kind of in general. What happens if Loki kills someone or, or something?
0: You know, it's. We do have a director who made a vampire movie on Phase Four. Just for the record. Other than. Talk yes, talk? correct. Could you imagine if Love and Thunder included an action sequence, where like Tessa Thompson comes in on Pegasus and she's like swatting off vampires flying around the horse, like. That would be rad. That would be so cool.
1: I you guys have me envisioning of what we do in the shadows and MCU crossover and it's bad. What? How did they let that man make a Marvel movie? What? How did his Marvel movie turn out so good? All right, good? where's this uh end
2: broadcast button? Where's that at? <laughs> You don't like that? I mean... You don't like what we do in the shadows?
1: I So I liked the movie well enough, but that is all I needed.
0: I just... I like the idea. I just... I'm imagining them, like, fighting the vampires and Korg just going, Piss off, ghost!
2: Oh, <laughs> sign me up. I would, mm. Favorite MCU movie, let's go.
0: But no, I think Rhiannon... We, we talked about this a little bit last week. I, you know, I have bought on to what you said, Rhiannon, that if they were to put in... Like, Blade was announced now because he's going to appear before a movie. Oh, yeah. And I went back... There was a cool video by... uh, I forget if it was Vanity Fair or who, that talked about... uh, They sat down with Victoria Alonso and uh, uh, Brad Schwartz, maybe? Is that his name? One of the producers at Marvel? Anyways. Yes.
2: Yes. Jonathan, Jonathan Schwartz. Schwartz. They sat
0: down with those two guys, those two people, and they talked about the timeline of Captain Marvel and how they made it. And there was a solid six to nine months between Brie Larson's hiring and the hiring of Bowden and Fleck. So that really is a good comparison um, of when they hired her versus when they hired the directors. And again, that they said very explicitly their hand was forced on that because of uh, end game and her appearance in end game. So I love that theory. I think it's probably going to be correct. All right. That's a pod. Thanks for listening to the podcast guys. We can interact with us lots of ways. Send us messages on Twitter at Marvel news desk. Uh, send us a comment on our Marvelnewsdesk.com posts each week. Uh, if you want support us on patreon.com slash Marvel news desk, because you can see all three of those were just used for our mailbag. Uh, Patreons also get, a uh, special MCU film ranking episode and some other special episodes just for you. They also get, uh, all kind of other little goodies. Go over to facebook.com slash Marvel news or subscribe to our YouTube channel at watch.marvelnewsdesk.com. Uh, if you want us to be more visible to the world, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, most importantly, listen to the show and tell your friends. That is the biggest reason we do this because we like to share it with you. Thanks to Tim Cox for our logo. He's on Instagram at Tim v. Cox. And thanks to Alvin who gave us our theme music. He's on a variety of social media platforms at the Skull School. Uh, that does it for now, guys. We'll talk to you later.